deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call, where the refs aren't always the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. How's, uh, how, how... How are you feeling coming off a three draft weekend? You, you know, it's that feeling you get after uh, Christmas. You know, you wait all year. You're all excited. Christmas comes and goes usually way too fast. And then it's just more waiting. But uh, I'm excited to get going. I came away with decent teams you know, with some in-season management. I'll be all right. Hey, I'd like to hear that. We will uh, get uh, to talking about your redraft league here in a moment. But first of all, uh, why don't uh, you tell tell us what you're drinking tonight? Well, we're we're going with the Knob Creek Smoked Maple again this week, only because the beer of choice that I had in my fridge was not, uh, we'll call it ripe. So (laughs) I had to go back to the old faithful again. Well, you can never go wrong with that Knob Creek, but uh, maybe you need to do a little more turnover in your beer selections. I would definitely agree with that. (laughs) Wait, did I just agree to drink more often? I think that's what you said. (laughs) So uh, I've got myself uh, another 18th Street beer. It's called uh, Villain. It's a double IPA. It's got a nice little hot bite. Got that grapefruit rind uh bitterness on it it's it's pretty good another uh another winner from 18th street so you usually can't go wrong with the grapefruit yeah i i like this one I'm not gonna lie so uh, let's let's get to it here with some football talk you had three drafts. A couple of them were uh, dynasty uh, type leagues. So, rather than get into the uh, intricacies of those, although you know what, why don't you? You said you had one that's just a rookie draft. So why don't you tell us what you did there? Yeah, the first draft that we had that day was a three round rookie only pick. Uh, obviously, a dynasty league, twenty five man rosters. Uh, two tight end leagues, so that makes it a little more entertaining. Uh, had the first overall pick, so you know I was taking Saquon. Then in the second and third rounds, it reverts to your finish from last year. So I ended up having the fifth pick in both of those rounds. I was planning on taking Dallas Getter, you know, tight end for the Eagles at that second round pick with it being a two tight end league. But when it came time, Anthony Miller was still available. 
which threw a wrench into my plans a little bit because I didn't think he'd be there. So I went ahead and took Miller. Uh, Getter went two picks later. And when it came back around in the third, I was able to get Jordan Wilkins, uh, hoping he learns how to hold on to the ball and Indy and can take over at least a timeshare in that backfield. So all in all, not too bad. Uh, you know, as always, plans change, you know, which we'll go over again later. But uh, I'm, I'm really happy, obviously, with Saquon, and I think I got a good one in Miller. Well, I'd say that from a dynasty standpoint, you really had a no-brainer pick that that's maybe like a once-every-five-year type deal, and, and so you're obviously super happy to hang on to that pick, and and getting Miller in the, in the second round there could be a nice building block to fortify your team for the next few years. So I like it. Good, good, uh, good moves for you there. Oh, thank you, sir. So then, uh, the the league we're really going to talk about here is um, your what is this? A, it's a ten team league, right? Uh, this is. Hang on, I don't want to keep my leagues mixed up here. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This is a twelve team league. Okay, it's a twelve team league. Um, Auction, auction style, which is always fun and uh, can be a little uh, nerve-wracking as well. So uh, I'm I'm looking at your roster here and what you did, and it looks like you did not get on the board with a pick until the 37th nomination. So why don't you uh, kind of explain what, what happened to you there because – Almost by far, looking through this draft, you were the last one to pull the trigger. Yeah, so that's how it looked. You know, I, I like you said, I didn't get a player until the thirty seventh pick. There, uh, I typically in auction drafts uh, take the not always well advised strategy of waiting until some of the you know couple bigger name players are out and people have spent some of their money. Uh, so I went into it this year saying that's not going to happen. You know, $200 budget, I was prepared to spend 150 of it to grab me a good receiver or a top receiver, a top back, and a top QB. And, you know, that averages out mathematically to 50 bucks a, a player. And I got gun shy when – players started going in the 60s and 70s yeah a couple of these uh a couple of these guys david johnson went for 70 lev bell went for 71 uh todd Gurley went for 70 uh that's uh pretty leonard Fournette even went for 70 so those those top tier running backs really were going for a premium uh, there's quite a few $70 players uh, in this league. So I guess you, you got to be willing to pull the trigger if, if you want to take down what might be considered a surefire guy. But I, I don't know that I can blame you for not going, you know, with basically a third of your budget on one player. Um, and then, yeah, 
we uh it, i was actually bidding on a lot of these players too so it's not like i was just sitting by watching i was bidding up bidding up bidding up and you know i'd hit 55 is usually about where i was just you know there's no more that i'm gonna do with this um i wish on a couple of the players i would have been a little more aggressive you know cream hunt was the first back off the board for 43 i could have handled him at 45 50 but i'm not so sure that i would have gotten him at that point i think and the guy that wanted him was going to pay whatever he needed at that point. So, you know, I went into it saying I was going to get, again, a top receiver, a top running back, and I was going after Rodgers. So um, so when you got Rodgers here, uh, you kind of broke the ice there, and, and then you got real active. You you went you, – you took down the 37th, 42nd, 47, 48, 50, 52 – so once you opened that wallet, you started spending. Um, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis. Nice kind of maybe middle of the road running backs. Not a not a sure thing there um, by any means. But uh, I like kind of what you did at receiver here with Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen. Yeah, I was I was super excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, the when I when I got Rogers, you got to understand everybody for the most part because I waited so long to actually get a player. I still had all of my money. Everybody else was about fifty percent through, so it made it a whole lot easier for me to just say, "Hey, this is this is who I'm getting." And I was kind of like the uh, bully at a at a poker table. You know, I was hoarding all the chips at that point, so it made it a whole lot easier for me to do. Uh, Really happy coming away with my receiving core, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. Uh, Alshon, you know, with him being out at least the first two weeks hurt a little bit, but at that point he's he's a bench player or a flex. Uh, I got Rashard Matthews for a dollar, which I was really thrilled about because he's been really consistent. And I saw the news right before I, I actually nominated him that he had been activated and cleared to play and would be ready week one. So I threw him out there for a dollar thinking there's no way I get this guy for a dollar, you know, but I'm okay with that because I was actually holding for Kenny Galladay, but I will take Richard Matthews in that spot for a dollar all day, every day. So yeah, obviously towards the end of the drafts, you're starting to get, um, value uh for cheap so you you can get guys one of the things that i did notice here though that that i probably i i'm not gonna say that i can endorse is that with your last pick you ended up having 13 dollars to just uh flush on jared goff after you've already got 26 dollars into aaron Rodgers. so i think that that was some money that you probably could have added to like a Kenyon Drake or or somebody like that uh, to get get a little bit better at that number one running back position. Absolutely. Yeah, going back and looking at it, that's definitely something I could have done. Another one of my really bad habits when I'm doing an auction draft is saving, saving a little too much money uh, at the end for no real reason. So uh, definitely something that I can work on, you know, next year 
you know, assuming they let me back in the league. But I guess drafting like this, why wouldn't they? Uh, you, you, I I went through some of these rosters. I don't think you have the worst team. I don't think you have the best team. But like any league, uh, it just starts with the draft and then some in-season uh, moving and shaking can really fortify your team if you make the right pickups or uh, make a couple of trades to, you know, pass on your talent uh, to some other guys and upgrade at positions. So I yeah. I really like, I think Brandon Cooks here for you could be another nice nice pick too. He's He's got some real big potential there, and I think he's going to do a lot better in that Rams offense than Sammy Watkins did. When I when I took golf with my last pick, you know, I had thirteen dollars left in the budget. Uh, it doesn't carry over, so I went ahead and just said, you know, this is the QB I'm taking right now as my backup, and it's a twofold plan of I can I can stack him with Cooks, you know, given the week if I need to, uh, or you know if Rogers ends up breaking a collarbone again, or hopefully I can move, move him, you know, to a QB needy team to grab myself a better back. So, I you know not an ideal situation, but I could be way worse off. Looking through the league here at at the other teams, one team to me stood out, and that is uh, not my forte. Uh, this guy was able to pick up Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell, Tom Brady, Chris Hogan, Emmanuel Sanders. Keelan Cole, I think he's got some uh, – he, he might be a little bit light at the receiver position, but his team looks pretty solid. Yeah, that is the commissioner of our league, and he uh, – if he listens to this, I really don't want him to hear it, but he does tend to draft pretty well. So I got, I got to give him that. Yeah. Uh, so any other thoughts on this league from you? Do you have uh, – I don't, I'm not sure what the scoring format is or the roster starting roster format, but um. this is as standard as it gets. Uh, this is a 100% standard league. The only thing that is not standard about it is that we do uh, offline auction draft. Everybody in the same room, just you know, harassing each other, which is the whole point of draft day, anyway. I like it. I like it. That sounds like. Like fun, so um, me myself, I haven't yet had a draft. My one season long league that I have remaining is coming up this weekend. Uh, it's the 10 team uh, auction draft redraft league called Click Clack. So I've been trying to batten down, get a little bit of research in here. My head is spinning. Um, but I, I look forward to it. Uh, we're in our last week of preseason here. So I think I think it's really about to get fun with the football. So what what's your draft plan or strategy going into this? Hmm, should I give it away? I know a few of the guys have gave a listen here. No, yeah, I I think that in the past, I had gone heavy wide receiver. I had spent up for 
um, Megatron quite a few years I spent a lot of money on. Obviously, we're a little bit past that era, but there's a few, I'd say, sleeper picks that I'm really targeting. Not sure if I want to completely give them away. I do, I do intend to spend up and get myself a running back uh, that's in that top tier. And uh, I, I'm really undecided so far on quarterback. Um, and I suppose it might depend on some uh, nomination orders and uh, what I do as far as as far as if I spend that money outright. Um. Yeah, as somebody that just went through one of these auction drafts and you saw how it worked out, there is plenty of value to be had at QB very late that you can probably get in the you know two to five dollar range and still be okay. You know, if I could go back and do it over again, I'd I'd probably go that route and just blow the one sixty, one seventy on getting myself a good running back and receiver. Certainly, certainly can be hard to argue with, with the stars and scrubs. But then again, sometimes it's nice that later in a draft to have a couple of extra bucks to just pick off all of that value that's there sitting there because everybody else has blown, um, blown through their budget so it's kind of like you got to come up with plan a b c and as the draft goes you got to be able to adapt yes sir i said it last week you want to make god laugh you tell him your draft plans stand by it yeah well i'm i'm really looking forward to it so Hopefully, here's hopefully I'll be able to nail it down. But I've been fairly successful in the league for the eight years that I've been in. So I think I think I'll be I know I'll be prepared after sitting here staring at the computer screen and the stats and graphs and all that. So since uh, since we are still in the last week of preseason, uh, we're not really gonna go into depth on any individual players for week one this week. Uh, But uh, I think what we'll do here, uh, we decided to make some picks for the NFL divisional winners. So I don't know. You want to run down uh, your NFC winners and then I will – Give my AFC winners, and then we can go vice versa, and uh, you can give your AFC, and I'll give my NFC. Yeah, sounds good. All right, going over to the NFC, uh, we will start in the north because, you know, go Bears. Uh, (laughs) Let me follow that go Bears up by the Bears won't be winning the division this year. I actually have the Vikings. Uh, they go ahead and win in the division the division this year uh, with a 12 and four record. So then coming out of the east, 
the Eagles will be your division champions again with a nine and seven record. Going down to the south, the Saints will come out of the south with an eleven and five record. And over in the west, your Los Angeles Rams with a thirteen and three. So those are my NFC. You got your Vikings, your Eagles, your Saints, and your Rams. All right. Well, you went into a lot more depth than this because I did not uh, map out the <laughs> the final records here. But uh, I will tell you that uh, in the AFC North, I took the Steelers. In the East, the Patriots. In the South, the Texans. And in the West, this might be a little surprising. I took the Chargers. I like it. Uh, I only disagree with you on one of those. Uh, and I'll I'll get to that in a minute. It's kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, the Patriots are going to win their division. There's just not enough, not enough competition in that division right now. So that's going to be an easy walk for them. Then in the north, not so easy. Uh, the Steelers get it, um, but it's going to be a little bit of a fight for them. Uh, in the south, uh, I actually have Jacksonville winning that one. Uh, funny enough, though, that's going to come down to real close because I had the uh, Jags and the Texans with uh, identical records. So... I think that's going to come down to, you know, a strength of schedule type of tiebreaker. And then I am with you on the Chargers. I think the Chargers uh, eke it out just barely to win their division. You know, despite despite not having a, a tight end with a name right now. It must be a bad pick then. <laughs> we agreed. <laughs> well, another bad call. There you go. Um, for me, in the NFC, we're we're pretty close here. I've got the Vikings. I think this is uh, their year to dominate the NFC. Actually, uh, the Eagles. Just there's that that division. Uh, unless uh, the Giants find some of that uh, old Eli magic, I don't think they can get there. And 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 the other teams, I think, have too many holes. Uh, with the Cowboys and Redskins. Um, in, in the West, I also chose the Rams, but I was real tempted to uh, make an upset pick with the Niners there. I think that Jimmy G might uh, surprise some people, and, and I think the Rams maybe could come back to the pack a little bit after that surprising year they had last year. And then in the South... Though the Saints and I, uh, they they've got some weapons. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Falcons. I think that they had a real tough year last year as far as uh, touchdown regression uh, from the previous year, and I, I think they just had some real bad luck as far as compared to the offensive numbers that they put up. Uh, they just couldn't get the ball across the end line, and I think that they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, I can understand why you went that route. Uh, the only one I really disagree with you on 
uh, wholeheartedly is the Niners. Uh, I think uh, Jimmy G's getting a little too much love, and they're actually going to finish third in that division. Yeah, well, it, it's certainly easy to see how they could. I think if you look at the numbers that Garoppolo put up last season when he did start, though, there's definitely some reason for some excitement in San Francisco. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, and this will be another one of our gentlemanly bets, if you will. Uh, yeah, there's not much difference. So we differed in the NFC South and the AFC South is the only places where we did differ on our on our picks. So I think we're going to have to put a six-pack on each division there. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All Shall right. be a gentleman's accord. Which, you know, I'll share with you when I beat you anyway. Oh, that is so sweet of you. <laughs> so, as we uh, start to wrap up the preseason here and get get ready for the regular season, next week's going to be pretty exciting. Both of us are going to jump in and, and do some research and try to pick out some players that you might want to start targeting for uh, DFS purposes. Um, we both play predominantly on DraftKings, and 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 it it's it's exciting i i registered for my first tourney today already so i, I just couldn't uh couldn't help myself had to go ahead and lock down a res- uh <laughs> registration <laughs> I, I i haven't made any picks yet but 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 i did i did reserve a spot so um and and Going forth here, I, I think the plan is for us to start uh, having on some uh, guests on on the podcast. So not sure, haven't haven't quite locked down anybody for sure, but definitely going. I know we've had some interest in people that like to come on with us, so we will start putting down a schedule. I think our regular recording schedule for the for the year is going to be Thursday nights, so we kind of uh, get get towards the end of the week and have a little bit more information on it, but be able to get the podcast out so you can listen before Sunday and see if any of this uh, garbage we're spewing can help you out. Yeah, take it or leave it. You know, you either you know use it and lose or ignore us and win. I mean, I guess you get to pick which way you go with that. Uh, definitely looking forward to getting some guests on. Uh, we did go ahead and uh, set up an email account where you can reach us uh, another bad call at gmail.com. You have questions, you have a guy that you want to talk about or you want us to talk about, drop us a line and we'll definitely uh, look into it and try to fit that into next week's show. Yeah, send us, send us that feedback too. Uh, what, what are we doing that uh, is driving you nuts? Because I know Josh is driving you nuts. And, and what, what can we do uh, to make this thing better? We're, we're obviously new at this, but we like to talk and we like uh, football. And, and it's, it's really a good excuse for us to uh, give each other some crap. So we really love that feedback. You can find us on Facebook. 
Another Bad Call. You can find us on Twitter, Another Bad Call, Instagram. We're everywhere. We're, we're about to really start annoying you guys. So um, like the pages, share them, send the uh, episode out. You can find us on uh, several different podcast outlets at this point. There will be more coming. And uh, we really, really look forward to interacting with you because uh, that that's why we're doing this. So we can uh, spread some of our uh, our thoughts, but also uh, get get some interaction with our uh, friends, family, and uh, hopefully some some new friends out there who, who like what we're spewing here. Uh, I'm uh, Justin West. You can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter. Uh, JD, anywhere that uh, you want people to look for you? Yeah, go ahead and look at JD West 22 at Twitter and on Instagram. I'll be happy to answer any questions. Again, take as much feedback as possible. Uh, you know, if you want to protect Justin's feelings and tell me all the stuff you don't like about him, go ahead and send it to me. I'll put it on a big poster and send it to his house. Sweet. And on that note, I think that uh, we should say that uh, this has just been another bad call.